Hello and welcome to Let Me Finish. I'm your host, Daniel. Joined as always also by your other host, Kevin. Kevin. Oh shit, He's actually awkward. Our... <laughs> <laughs> oh, awkward. Okay. We should start rehearsing these intros. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we should Anyway, uh, Kevin's our, actually our agent in the field today. Uh, I'm researching. I'm doing He's... an investigative report. On Austin, Texas. <laughs> on Texas in general. <laughs> oh, and I got a I got a COVID test too. I got a COVID. Have you done a COVID test, by the way? Oh yeah, I did one uh, last month. It's hilarious. I and traveled. Fun. Did you? So yeah, the way we did it. So I haven't done it before. The way we had to do it, um, I didn't know about this, but I've never done one until now. I mean, I did an antibody test, but I, that's just like a blood draw. This one was like we, we drove around to the thing. Um, this is back in Seattle. And um, you just drive up in your car, and they give you like a, a clotting swab that's like, I don't know, six inches long. And they're like, just put that in your nose as far as you can go. Like at least it has to be at least an inch in there. And then swirl it. And then I put it in, and I'm like, eh, and they're like, keep going, keep going. And then my eyes start to water. <laughs> if you're doing it right, your eyes start to water. Did your eyes water yeah. when you did it? Well, dude, I did it uh, in a drive through one. Yeah. So, Same. but they didn't even, they didn't give it to me. What I, what I did was I just pull up. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, check who I am, whatever. Check my ID and stuff. And then I pulled up, and they just came around to my window. And they were like, lay your head back in the seat. So I just kind of stuck my, put my head back in oh, the seat. And they just shoved it up my nose. Damn, they just did it to you? Oh, they did it to shoot. me. They just shoved it up my nose. Oh, wow. And they handed me a pamphlet about COVID. And then they're like, okay, get out of here. <laughs> my eyes are like just watering so bad. <laughs> I, just like, I just can't see. Everything's blurry. I'm just like driving out of, of the place. like, oh. And it's as you exit, you just drive right onto this busy road. I'm like... <laughs> just squinting everything like what's eh, i can't see anything what is that okay that's different i i so i thought it might be like that actually i'm glad that this was self-service they just they just pushed the cotton swap through your window and then they just kind of like do this you know kind of looks like they're flipping you off and then you, you put the thing in and they swirl it and they're like keep going keep going keep going i'm like God damn so you had to do it for like 10 seconds or something and then you gotta switch uh, um, I got a nosebleed when I did it, so I think I went too oh, far. Man. But yeah. Um, anyways, so I did that. Uh, I was negative, which I mean, I didn't have symptoms, so I didn't really expect. I expected to be negative, anyways. And then after I tested, yeah. I, I came to Austin like the next day and um, flew over here. I, I'm planning to, I want to move here. We're really interested in moving here, so we're, we're trying to like see houses and then um you know i don't think we'll make an offer this week but we just want to be here for a while and like live here and just see what it's like and then you know try to move um our, our lease in seattle will end this year and uh it would be nice to wait for the vaccine but i don't think we'll get a vaccine before our lease ends so we're just we're just you know at least we know we, we tested we're negative we're just gonna do what we can here but this leads me to another point, though. Texas, okay, we we crunched yeah, the numbers on this. Does Texas even care about the vaccine? Or? Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> so when flying here, I was surprised they didn't ask me to test. I just did it because I thought, well, you should probably do that. You should 
should go without testing. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's what you should do, but they never asked. And I thought that was weird because some other states you have to test before you go there. So showed up here and then realized, oh, they don't really, they don't know about COVID in Texas. <laughs> no one's told them. <laughs> and i thought of austin as being like a kind of like a seattle san francisco clone trying to be like a tech city sort of a thing and and i was like it must be like super like um you know liberal and stuff and they're more like uh what's the word cautious and stuff about covid um but no like that none of that matters it's texas they don't know covid exists like it's, it's so different you get here like people just they don't wear their masks they like if they're outside at all like at all um so people will just be outside doing whatever no mask on people will be inside and pulling down their masks to like answer the phone <laughs> like people with their masks pulled down just talking on their cell phone <laughs> and like inside of like like a like a, either a restaurant or like just a hotel or whatever and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> and then like people just do it like everyone has their own policy people do the under the nose mask thing with the, the, yeah whatever they want the, the bandanas pull them down um as soon as you like you know step outside um and then i think the other thing that was surprising the most surprising thing is when we got here it was like a saturday night and there was really loud music and it was like oh it sounded like a, like a rave and our hotel is like surrounded by nightclubs we're staying in like the nightclub district apparently and it's insanely loud at nighttime on the weekend but it, i mean it's kind of fun too just to like you know hear that sort of thing going on but it was really shocking because walking down the streets there's like huge crowds of people standing outside of clubs like trying to get in and i was like what what's going on here i haven't (laughs) seen this in seattle in over a year now i feel like so yeah just an insanely different thing yeah huge cues of people in california it's like there's just no yeah you don't see that at all anywhere. You had like live concerts and like rap shows and just nightclubs and jazz clubs and like rock concert things like just going on in all of these bars and nightclubs and like raves with like insanely loud music. And then like uh, just people just ganged up outside just trying to get in and there's no distancing at all, like zero distancing. Everyone has their mask pulled down because I mean, if you're standing in line for a nightclub, you don't need your mask. I guess that's Texas rules. <laughs> Texas rules is it doesn't matter. So people will gather in crowds and pull down their masks and just talk and stuff. And I was like, this is so different. From, I was so shocked. So Texas. The Texas rule is uh, what? Just wear your mask if you want to. Or, yeah. or don't if you want to. <laughs> just don't. You know, live your life. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so different. It's so different. It's just, I was just shocked. That first night, I was really shook. I was like, I, I've never, after like the really stringent lockdown that I've had in Washington State, which I guess has kept people a lot safer. Um, now I kind of appreciate it because I looked at the, the, the deaths and the cases. We just did this. Um, the Per population, Texas has twice as many deaths and twice as many cases and then seattle has half that number and i really think it's it's because there's i mean there's more rules in in seattle and i think that they're definitely working because um 
uh, you know, there's results for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just just seeing how people live here and then knowing that there's twice as much COVID, it's like uh, I I understand that now, like fully. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. really this is really really wild compared to Seattle. Like you can't even dine in until tomorrow. Tomorrow they'll have dine in for like the first time in like six months, and it'll be 25% capacity. Here in Texas, I just went to um, we were walking by. Like there was like an outdoor um, shopping area or something. It was closed, but we were just walking around to see the neighborhood. And there was like this, um, some kind of like a dessert restaurant or something. And they were a hundred percent capacity and no one's wearing masks inside. And we're like, whoa, <laughs> in Washington tomorrow, you'll have 25% for the first time in six months. And yeah, just such a different thing. So yeah. anyways, give us the California update. How's it going in San Diego? Uh, well, actually, California California has actually pretty similar numbers percentage-wise to Texas, <laughs> weirdly enough. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not that weird because California keeps doing that thing where they just they keep going back and forth on the rules. There's not True. really a full shutdown. There's not really a full reopening. It just kind of goes back and forth. Like I told you uh, last time, like there was between just in like the month of December or something, it like, it, like closed and opened like yeah. 10 times over like it's crazy and yeah. so and also you know there's been some places that like we talked about last time too they just were like whatever we're just gonna reopen everything like yeah you know do you have, but do you have nightclubs i mean that's pretty wild that there's nightclubs in texas that are open not really i mean i think the thing is like the the cities seem like they're more locked down like the big cities like san diego like LA and stuff, because we did go down to San Diego earlier this year. And we were in the Gaslamp District, which, if you, uh, uh, the Gaslamp District is just I don't know, it's the night nightlife area down in uh, San Diego, and normally it's like just you know packed. It's like those shots of the New York City sidewalks where there's just not just people like walking shoulder to shoulder, yeah, you know, from bar to bar and stuff. But there was like no one out there on the street. Like there were some people, you know, in the in the outdoor seating of the bars and stuff. Other than that, it was pretty much deserted. So yeah. I mean, it just I think it depends on where you go. But like I said, that we went to uh, Carlsbad, which just kind of reopened, and they were willing to seat us inside and stuff. Like they yeah. were just like whatever, you know, who cares? So that feels like such a big deal to like sit inside. It's just like. In Washington, it's like, oh, I'll sit inside, like inside a restaurant. Like that feels so strange. And then yeah. here, it's like, oh, you want to go have like cocktails and and you know rave? <laughs> it's like, oh, what? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> pandemic. They're like, nah, nah. So yeah, it's, it's fine. Just, it's just bizarre. I mean, I would have thought Austin would be like San Francisco and Seattle, and, um, San Diego, like. Just, just very, very cautious. But actually, it's, it's not at all. It's, it's zero percent cautious. <laughs> like, I mean, the bar is the lowest I've seen it anywhere I've been. So, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's different. But the house prices think... are, are are booming. So there you go. The oh the like the house prices and stuff. The housing market there's. Dude, it's like yeah. cheap to over there. It's the housing market. I mean, I've heard San Diego is similar, though. I've heard San Diego and Austin are pretty similar. And but San Diego's, 
Yeah, but you're probably a little bit more expensive in San Diego. I don't but really know, to be honest, exactly. If you drew, if you drove like 30 minutes out of San Diego and 30 minutes out of Austin, I think it's, I think it's pretty close to each other. It would, yeah, so. it'd probably be pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can definitely find something to buy here for like, yeah, not crazy. It just maybe the difference here is that it's subdivisions, and so it's so you drive like 20 to 30 minutes outside of the downtown, and then there's just you know like subdivisions. Like you remember when we were younger and we would skateboard in those like upper class neighborhoods, and there would just be houses yeah. and houses and houses, and they would have those those nice curves that are sloped instead of hard edges yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that and there was like one there was like one entrance into the neighborhood and one exit yes something like that yes too. exactly it's, it's like, like hey, oh, not just anyone's allowed in here okay oh yeah you've got <laughs> you bet if you come in here everyone's gonna stand on their lawn and glare at you until you leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and they have um Another thing they had back where we came from, they would have signs in front of every subdivision. It would be like Wedgwood or like, yeah. oh, what's that one called? Cimarron or something like that. Like there would just be all these little like signs in front of it and it would have its own thing. Okay. It's like that here, but times 1000 because it's like Age of Empires copied and pasted. You'll be, because Texas, <laughs> okay, Texas is huge. It just goes on for millions and yeah. millions of miles. Like you just, like you go to like you know see some property and then like around you it's just flat it's flat as like a sheet of paper and there's just houses just just thousands of thousands like we were at this one today and they were like yeah don't worry if you don't buy something today because we're just gonna keep building and we're like oh yeah like you know <laughs> like a couple more lots or something because they showed us like a, a couple of lots that were open because they're just building them they're just they haven't even, they're selling it to you before they even build it that's how crazy it is. But anyways, they were just like, yeah, there's, I mean, our whole project is going to be like 1,600 houses. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, and this is just one builder building 1,600 houses. Yeah. We're like, okay. Like, and it's just, it's just millions of, it's just suburbia. Like, all you see is just houses. Like, a sea of just, like, similar looking houses from the same builder and all the Just all the cookie huge... cutter houses. But it's Texas sized. So these houses are like, massive there's massive mcmansion like if they don't they're necessarily like square footage they're not really that much bigger than a house you would find like in seattle or i mean they are bigger than seattle but like anywhere else but there are like yeah. they're just like high ceilings like big doorways like like large setbacks like so big front yard you know like yeah. two car garage everything is just larger kind of but the livable space isn't like necessarily more so yeah, it's just weird. And then big roads, you got to drive anywhere. If you want to go anywhere, you got to drive there. Like, like sidewalks? No. Like, there's a few people <laughs> running. It's so funny. There's this guy who's running through one of these subdivisions, and he's running, like, against traffic. And I'm like, that's how bad they are, like, like sidewalks and walking and stuff. Like, people are just jogging against the traffic. You just make the roads, like, just extra wide so that <laughs> just whoever can go on there, it's just... Yeah, it's like they, it's whatever. They, just put everyone on the no, road. They just don't even know what they're doing. They're just like, oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to do outside my house, so I don't have a car. I'm just going to run this. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough about Texas. I just, I just thought it's, it's just such a wild place. If, if you get a chance to go, you should go. You should test before you go because they won't ask you to test. But <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah. just nice. 
it's nice coming and knowing that you're fine and then I'll test when I get back and then if I'm fine then I know it's you know net um net zero <laughs> yeah yeah no that's what I did when I traveled uh to see my family for the holidays but I just tested yeah. before you just test make sure you're good and they're like, test right. before get back hunker down to like I'm test. like I'm really seeing anyone anyway yeah <laughs> I've basically just been I mean I don't know because I don't really do anything yeah I'm yeah. online right now. Yeah, man. I mean, or just be conservative and then there's no pandemic for you. It just doesn't exist. Just, doesn't just, just block it all out. There. Just block <laughs> it all out, man. Libertarianism. It's been curing pandemics for, I guess, I guess they just don't have them. It just, that concept doesn't exist if you're a libertarian. It's like, yeah. <laughs> if you're that, let's say guy, Thomas Massey, if you're Thomas Massey, there's no such thing as COVID. Like, whatever. <laughs> all right there's other things going on though this is there are we had to have things a, we needed to we we had to get on just just for this one topic if nothing else the biggest thing so, to happen ever in 2021 take it yes. away give us the preface uh, okay so basically uh game a uh, game game stop I keep almost saying Game Maker, getting it confused. GameStop uh, has GameStop as a company is basically just completely going downhill. It's been going downhill for a while, and the stocks <laughs> were reflecting that. Twenty obviously. years, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, recently, it started what in December. Um, so a lot of like there was a lot of short selling going on with the stock. With the with the game makers or game GameStop stock, uh, and basically the Wall Street Bets subreddit just decided to go all in. Yeah, mass buy the stocks out just to stick it to the hedge funds. Are you familiar with that money. subreddit, by the way? I'm familiar with it. I've I, never I, heard I, of I, it. Never heard of it. I I was I've never been like on it or anything i've I've never i've honestly never invested a a cent anywhere i don't know anything about that but uh you're you're the guy who's like (laughs) gamestop stock is going up okay and you go to like qfc which is like a grocery store and you start buying like all the gift cards you're like these gift cards are gonna be worth so much (laughs) like three hundred dollars worth of gamestop gift cards they're gonna be worth like a million (laughs) i got all this GameStop stock right here. It's like you go to the GameStop and you're like, here's a thirty dollar gift card. How much is this worth now? <laughs> probably buy it for me for five bucks. <laughs> like, hey, I'll give you like instar credit for our own gift yeah. card. <laughs> like game gamer points or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I don't so I don't really know anything about that. I was never on there. But uh I've seen like it's been a source of just absolute like meme stocks before. I mean, people basically what it's historically what a lot of people have used it for is they'll basically just I don't know, gamble. They're pretty much just gambling on the right. uh, on all these different things. People will just go all in on, you know, just on a whim on things and post about their success or their failure, you know. So so that that's that's pretty much what I what I what I understood it to be, but now they're just they're in a big fight with Wall Street because they've driven the GameStop because all of them just a ton of people 
And even now, it's it's gotten outside of Wall Street bets. People just all over the place. They've bought up uh, all these GameStop stocks, driving the price up, which has caused uh, the short sellers cause like what well, it caused a hedge fund to go completely bankrupt and have to shut down. And we are back. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties there. Yes. However, okay, <laughs> Wall Street bets. So, Wall Street bets. Wall Street bets. Um, just gambling a lot of people on are stuff. Just basically, just gambling on the stock market. A lot of times, you know, they will choose like sometimes they will choose like meme stocks, and people as a meme invest in a stock. But this one was a little bit different because a lot right. of people are they they're thinking that it's a meme stock, but it really what it more was was that it seems like so some some someone on the Reddit noticed that uh, the hedge there's that there was a hedge fund that sold a bunch of GameStop stocks in what was it? I think December or something. And so what they did was they were able to convince all of these all of these other Redditors on the subreddit to go basically they just were like, hey, let's go all in on GameStop. And by buying up all the stocks, they're going to drive the price of the stock up. And what that does is because of the way the hedge funds work, where hedge funds basically will borrow shares, sell the shares to at whatever price they're at currently. And then because they still owe those shares back that they borrowed, they'll wait for the price to drop, buy them, buy them back at a lower price, and then, then return the shares. And they're able to make whatever that margin is. So if they're able to sell it for 700 and then buy them back for 500, they've made $200. So that's, that's, but uh, that is banking on the stock, the price of the stock going down. So what the subreddit was doing is they were basically buying up all the GameStop stocks to drive the price up, which meant that these hedge funds were taking like billions of dollars in losses, trying to buy back their stocks. So, yeah, one of one hedge fund went completely bankrupt, and they're actually targeting now other other stocks too. Things like uh, AMC, uh, Dogecoin, I think is being hit. Doge, Dogecoin, Dogecoin. I don't know it's pronounced, <laughs> but I just call it Dogecoin. But that was crazy though, because it was like point uh, one cents per uh, for Do- Dogecoin, and it went up to like point twelve or something or yeah like something like that which doesn't seem like a lot but it's like a 1200 percent increase so if you invested like a thousand dollars in that's like twelve thousand dollars suddenly that you get but we're just scratching the surface we haven't even gotten to the the brokerage problem oh yeah right that's just the setup that that all happened so people week. kept putting money into gamestop but a lot of people were using robin hood Yes, Robinhood. It's a small. It's a it's an app that for for trading stocks. Yeah. For, uh, targeted Financial amateur. Stuff. Yeah, targeted amateur traders. Right. So everyone in college used it. It, it was just yeah. like, hey, no brokerage fee. So brokerage fee is when you buy stock using a, like a website or like a like a bank. They'll charge you a fee. It's just like, okay, we're buying it and then giving it to you to put in your account. So there's there's a fee. It's like ten dollars or like five dollars on each trade, but um, Robinhood like a, doesn't charge a, service a fee. fee like anything else. Yeah, yeah, so Robinhood didn't charge a fee, so that's why a lot of young people were using it, right? And it's also a lot of like 
cool little like gamify effects and stuff like they'll give you a free stock when you sign up and they'll um it's just kind of like turn it into sort of like a casino type of a thing like yeah it's a bit of a casino of a app from what i've seen like i've seen it yeah. before and i've just been like i don't use it i should disclose we're not financial advisors <laughs> no. and no, i'm not a no. robin hood user but I've, I've seen the app like I've, I've, I've helped someone set up an account on it before and i thought this this doesn't really look like investing um like i've seen it's it's more like well i think i think that's why it's used so popularly but right. it's really popular on wall street bets because it because like you said it's they treat it like it's a casino it's like know? powerball yeah yeah it's the powerball investment yeah <laughs> i should also disclose i i think i have to say i i did buy amc stock <laughs> like I, I i think i actually have to say that so i bought um a small number of shares less than a hundred dollars of amc stock uh a few days ago um yeah so okay i should say something here so um as things were getting pumped, uh, so that's what they call it. So, so you have the, the hedge funds are shorting. And what I love about this whole uh, trend is that millions of people have like in a week learned what shorting a stock means because I Googled it like five or six times and probably like more than that but in the past year. But I finally figured out what it means because I, I, I Googled it so many times because I still didn't understand it. But like, it, yeah, it's confusing. It's so confusing. It's so confusing. So once I figured it out, so um, the, the price is going up, like you said, people just in mass start to buy like millions of people just making a bunch of small bets on um, on AMC. Some people going balls to the walls and putting like five and six figure bets. And then I've heard that mathematically because of how many you know shares of GameStop were being bought, that it's it's likely that there are other funds buying it. Have you heard that? Um, I'm not really. I'm not super aware of that. I only, all I know yeah. is really kind of about the the, the premise, kind of. Like yeah. I talked about earlier. There's some. So there's some. I see some. So some like facts here. So GameStop jumped. 822% from 17.25 a share at the beginning of the year, 2021. Uh, and then it had a high of 159.18 on January 25th. And uh, then it dropped down and then Elon Musk tweeted about it and it jumped back up. And then um, last week it was 483. So $17 to uh like 483 is a huge huge increase um in any sort of asset like that's just a massive yeah. increase and and to think that this is happening off of a back of a nearly bankrupt retail store is it, just almost un, unfathomable you know yeah well we talked about i think gamestop before where uh, gamestop's been shutting down stores and kind of restructuring their whole company just because, and there's a good reason, you know, why they're struggling because everything's changing to online and they didn't really ever have a robust online presence. You know, they were always kind of that buy and sell used games and consoles. And it was always kind of an in-store kind of thing. Right. But now things are obviously changing. And so they're, trying to restructure, but it's hard because they're behind the curve now. So right. there's a good reason why it was going down. But what was, but the, and 
I mean, there's in that yeah, in that situation. Reason. Yeah, there's good reason. And in that situation, short selling a stock isn't necessarily bad, because you know if you talk to experts, they talk about how it's a healthy it's a healthy part of you know of giving checks and balances to stocks because GameStop could not be doing well, but their stocks could still be you know really high, and by shorting it. You know, you can drive the price down if you think it's overvalued. But what was happening is that the, the hedge funds that were shorting the game maker stock were like overshorting it. They were like, it was like they they like over oversold more stocks than there than uh, were available. So that's why these Reddit users were able to pump. Yeah, because there weren't even enough stocks to cover the short selling. I'm always. I'm just going to, cards on the table here, I'm always super skeptical of these situations, though, because I feel like there's so many people out there who are, who are smart at this sort of thing, and, and like I said, there's been some people, there's been some rumors that people investing in GameStop, there's probably institutions doing it at this point, just because seeing it going up, it, it's likely. I mean, people like Elon Musk, and, and there's another like billionaire from San Francisco, I think his name is Chamath. He invested like in it for a little while. He invested in AMC, I think. But so there's there's starting to be some big players in it. It's not necessarily just like uh you know uh, every man type of thing, every woman yeah. type of thing. It's it's just like it, I think I think some of it is like just people, but I definitely think that there could be big money just dropping in there and then also pulling out. They could, too. yeah, dropping so. in and then pulling out but they're gonna pull and see that i think that there's kind of you can see you know kind of who's who also though yeah because there's kind of so there's some people that are just kind of getting in there for the money yeah and that might be those institutions so they're getting in while it's going up and they're gonna sell they're gonna sell before you know it crashes because ultimately gamestop is way overvalued it's not worth 400 a share that's (laughs) it's way overvalued so that's going to crash really hard eventually. That's that's part of the problem. It's a roller coaster, right? Or it's like a bubble. Like if you're the person yeah. buying GameStop at 480, it's a pretty good chance you won't have enough time to get off this ride before it, it goes down to like, you know, yeah. it started at 20 bucks. I mean, even if it goes down to 40 bucks, you lost 10x and and it's not necessarily like oh yeah it could go higher i totally believe that it could go up to like a thousand dollars but if you get in at 480 and you don't get off in time if other people take their exits before you it's going to go down very it's so volatile it's just going to go down really really fast once once people start exiting it's it's a stampede i think people don't understand that they think that i'll buy in now it'll go up if it starts to go down i'll sell like it's going to go down really fast not you're not gonna have a lot of time to make that decision yeah no you won't absolutely not yeah and so that's where a lot of people that's kind of like i mean it's also become a bit of a meme but a bit of like almost a call to action yeah stick it to the head funds to like hold the line yes (laughs) hold on to your hold on to your stocks yeah Yeah, hold on to your stocks to drive up the price as high as possible it's become a way to sort of tell the stock market like look yeah we're gonna fix the prices ourselves you know yeah exactly and but, so the, these people who are like holding on to it they're the people who when everything comes crashing down they're probably going to lose money and they're not really in it for the money yeah you know, they're just there to hold I, on to it and just I think cause the the billionaires who are profiting off of these right. shorts over the stocks just financial yeah. engineering like 101 yeah. just 
doing stuff in the financial market that doesn't have any actual value but creates tons of money. Like yeah, no no real value at all to anyone other than just moving money around and making yeah guesses. exactly yeah. And that's kind of one of the things is that, you know, that's why people want to stick it so hard to these hedge funds because they're just, they're manipulating the stock market. They're not, you know, people like someone like Elon Musk or like Jeff Bezos, they at least got rich off of like offering a service, you know, like you can talk about the ethics of, uh, you know, some of the things that Amazon's done or the ethics of, you know, some of the things that SpaceX has done or whatever it is, but you can't argue that ultimately they're getting rich off of offering a service. These hedge funds, all they're really doing is, like you said, they're just, they're not adding any value. They're just messing around with the stock market to overshort things and to basically, you know, drive certain companies like GameStop to the ground yeah. in order to profit off of them. Well, I have an exit question for you on just GameStop. And then I think we should talk about Robinhood a little more um, for a minute. Exit question. My exit question is, with the short squeeze going on, they're trying to drive those prices up. That creates a problem for a short seller. That drives a few short sellers that even, you know, gone into bankruptcy, close their like billion dollar hedge funds because um, the, the the market has just become you know, untenable because of the GameStop and some other ridiculous um, sort of speculations that just weren't expected. So, anyways, long preamble. Question is. Doesn't this create a huge opportunity to short sell GameStop? Like there's no tomorrow because the minute the Redditors start taking exits, um, the whole thing is just going to go down. It's it's not worth a fraction of, of $480. It's it's a retailer. It'll probably be bankrupt in, I would give it a couple of years. I mean, there's not going to be another console for several years. They have a lot of cash on hand from the last sell, uh, the last like console generation. But I mean, it might not even be another console generation for for a long time. So yeah, I, I really don't see any way that GameStop could stay open or, or even keep it, its fleet of stores open for um, for for much longer. Uh, you know, unless they did something really radical. I I kind of think okay, prediction. I think GameStop's going to get bought by Microsoft in the next like I would say three or four years. Um, and, but that that won't happen when their stock is four hundred dollars. I think it'll it'll go back down yeah. and, and they'll get acquired to sell xboxes because uh, because that makes a lot of sense uh for microsoft but anyways that was my prediction i think but i think it's a question like isn't this just creating a huge position for someone to short like is this counterintuitive kind of that is a really good point i mean honestly i didn't even think about that but that does make sense if you just that... borrowed 10 shares now and then sold them back later i mean as long as you, I mean, how long are they going to hold the line? You know, it's That's if, true. You, if you can get like hundreds of people or thousands or millions of people to just buy in a coordinated way, which is kind of a market manipulation. But if you can manipulate the market to buy, I don't think you can actually manipulate that same crowd to sell, right? Like, like how would you, some people are going to sell, the price is going to go down and the other people are going to make less money. So how how would they possibly exit without screwing over themselves, you know? Well, that's what's hardest. That's like I said, I, I don't think that there really is. I think that for most people, it's not about the there money. isn't a good. Yeah, exactly. It's not about the money because there really is no good way to exit. Because as soon as, as soon as one, it's like, 
you know, it's not quite as delicate a situation as one person, but it's not very many people have to sell in order for the price to just plummet. Because not like we said, it's, it's completely over overvalued right now. So as soon as people start selling and sales and it's and uh, more shares become available, yeah, it's just going to plummet. And so, like I said, those people who are doing the like hold the line thing and just trying to stick it to the hedge funds, you know, they're going to end up losing money. And, you know, I, the hope is that they got in early enough where the price where they didn't have to drop that much cash on it and they don't lose that much. But you never know. I, so, I think I see this as the same as like this is a pattern where if you're what you would call an upline and a pyramid scheme for someone who you know bought in uh, early to something and then you have people downline and buy from you this is distribution chain and like a pyramid scheme um yeah. it's kind of like that here where if you bought GameStop at 20 dollars and then you convinced a bunch of people to buy it after you you just have to be the one to sell because you have the most upside you're the most motivated to sell anyways and then you can take a huge you know million dollar exit and then everyone else can get screwed so i just i honestly don't see any way that this works out well for them because the company isn't valued you know there's no way it could reach the valuation it's been pushed to it's reached a crazy valuation and it, it just creates an environment where short selling is, is smarter than, than buying and i'm not, i don't know if people want to keep buying it yeah. to, 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 that's fine but you're gonna lose money unless you're the first person to sell and if you are the first person to sell someone else is gonna lose money so yes yeah. <laughs> well yeah well, and that's kind of the the thing where, like, we were talking about earlier, you know, I was saying about how, you know, short selling is like a, it's a part of trading yeah. where it's meant to, you know, check the price of these stocks that are overvalued because, you know, what you have is if you have an overvalued stock and then you short sell it, what you're doing is you're selling some stocks and that makes more stocks available, which makes the price drop. So then you're able to buy the the stocks back so you know maybe this is a situation where short selling would be a good thing you know yeah maybe i think i don't know enough to, to really I mean, say specifically I, would, I mean i just know the general idea of what's i wouldn't have on. the balls to short sell right now i just mean like you know it, it i think i just think it's a situation where if you're investing in like the Dow Jones or the S&P 500. It's like everyone wins. The market always goes up, whatever. It doesn't matter when you buy. It just matters how long you're in the market. Yeah. But this is the opposite where it's like a lose-lose for most people. And some small number of people are going to take like probably 90% of the profit here. It's going to be like a yeah. long tail distribution where, you know, like probably I think I think the majority of people are going to go underwater on this. Even like you, yeah. they can laugh at the hedge funds all they want, but it's probably a good thing though because if you're a redditor, you probably have a small position. So if you lost exactly. money on it, it wouldn't be huge. Or if you bought in at like twenty bucks and then you didn't get out till thirty, you'd still make money. But um, I don't know. I, I think that there'll be a large section of people, at least fifty percent, who don't actually make money on this. And then I, think, I agree. I think some people probably under that. We'll, we'll lose money, hopefully not like a lot. Hopefully it's a bunch of small positions. And, yeah. uh, that would be the best case scenario. But people who bought in with, with like a whole bunch and got fooled by this whole we're going to take over the stock market thing and all that you know bullshit, they're going to get totally fucked. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. and that's where like, you know, anyone who has been talking about this, you know, like has, you know, anyone who's got half a, 
half a brain that's talking about this is like, you know, invest in it if you want to, but know that you're yeah. probably, Just you're know probably that you're not going to be, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, and you're probably not going to be the person making a lot of money. You know, exactly. It's, don't invest in this for profit because exactly. you're, you're likely not going to make profit on it. It's a lot. But if you want to, yeah. if you want to stick it, if you want to just try and keep, you know, be part of the people that are sticking it to the hedge funds, fine. But know that whatever I, you invest, you will probably lose. I won't even go there. I say, I would say honestly, I don't think you're sticking it. I think there's a few hedge funds you're sticking it to that are shorting. There's yeah. probably hedge funds that are just betting alongside of you. They're probably going to rob you blind if they are. So I, I don't even yeah. think that I don't think the hedge funds are going to lose in this one at all. Um, well, no, and and I don't think they are either because just the ones that didn't get, have time to you know liquidate their position. Exactly. Yeah. The 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 hedge funds that you know were the were the hedge funds that were noticed selling a lot of stocks in like December when this all started. They're yeah. they're the ones that are screwed. You know, anyone it's, else? It's, it's been the same for you. Brought up Dogecoin. It's been the same for Dogecoin. I've watched Dogecoin for like probably maybe even like several months. So Dogecoin always shows up on Twitter when they have these rallies and then the the price goes up, which looks like a whole bot and they're always trying to get it to like a dollar, never makes it there. It always comes back yeah. down. But it's the same way. There's a few like influencers and people who push really hard and say, oh, buy Dogecoin. It's going to be the standard. It's so important to buy Dogecoin. It's like a meme, but then they get all high and mighty about it, which is really fucking weird. And then they just try to convince a bunch of downlines to buy it, thinking it's yeah. there. Yeah, thinking, well, we're all going to make money. And then you, you, you all buy it and you raise the price and you feel like you're making money. But then a few people sell it and they make money and then no one else does. So it, it's just like it's the same like you know risk of ad- adversity that people just don't want to think about like. You know, just that feeling of we're all buying the stock and it's going up. It's fun, but then when it comes down, like it, yeah, you aren't necessarily gonna profit off until you liquidate, and then yeah. So, anyways, I, I I'll say again, I bought five shares of AMC, and and I, I looked at the price one night and it was five dollars, and I heard people saying, "Oh, let's buy AMC next." And I thought that'd be really funny. I had a little bit of money that was uninvested, and I thought, okay, well, I'll just buy AMC and see what happens, just just for laughs. So I bought five shares, which is not much. And I didn't even buy it for $5 a share. I actually went to bed. I woke up. It was $15. And I thought overnight, it went up from five to 15. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'll YOLO. So I bought five shares just for fun. Because I do think that this whole movement is really fun. I just think yeah. if you if you put like a lot of money into it, you're gambling with a lot of money. But gambling with like, you know, I think $90 is as much as I put in. Like I, I'm fine if I lose ninety dollars. Uh, like, I wouldn't even. It's like it's like a I would sell it if it's scratching yeah. it to getting a scratch or something. Exactly, and I wouldn't I wouldn't lose ninety dollars. It would probably just go down to um, where it started at five. So I would lose I don't know. I could lose like seventy bucks maybe, but I don't think I would even lose that much. I'll probably sell if it goes down below like ten. You know. So, anyways, I think um, I think part of the the interest here is like, yeah, when you short stocks, like you're only going to make as much money as like you bought it for, right? Because the stock can't go down to, to zero. Like if I buy it, if I, if I take 10 shares, they're only worth what they're worth. And when I when I return them, I'm only going to make a difference. Um, but but if the price yeah. goes up, it can just keep going up. Um, exactly. It can only go down so limit. far. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's a limit on how much you can make 
but there's not a limit on how much you can lose on a short. Yes. And so that's why people are yeah. trying to pump these stocks in order to increase the losses yeah. that are going to be suffered here. Yeah. So I think the other thing we should say, um, which I think our next episode will spend more time on this, but the Robin Hood issue. The day after I bought AMC, Robin Hood stopped people from trading AMC and GameStop. Robin Hood and actually also E-Trade uh, oh, yeah. stopped. So E-Trade did like a softer block. They kind of like, they did instead of like, so uh, Robin Hood, I'm pretty sure it just completely removed. They just, you couldn't buy it at all. You couldn't even like go to the stock and try and buy it. Nothing. Like it was just gone. And uh, E-Trade, what they did is they wouldn't let you buy it. They would say, oh, this is an error or something, call customer service, and they'd try and put you in like a customer service loop and basically just kind of give you a soft denial and be like, nah, nah, I don't buy that. Right. <laughs> and right. They claim that it's because, I'm just going to say that the CEO of Robinhood claimed, or the founder, I think, he claimed that it was because um, financial obligations to clearing houses that Every time they uh, broker the Robinhood transactions, they have to have certain amounts of cash for exits or something, and they have to make deposits. I don't understand how any of this works, but no. <laughs> um, he, he claimed that, it, and he claims it's not a liquidity issue, although they had to, apparently, people say they had to raise money just to cover, you know, the, the issues. If everyone liqu- liquidates and makes, like, billions of dollars and Robinhood can't pay, then they would not be, like, solvent or something, so... Uh, and that's not a good description of what's going on here, and I understand that. But you know, <laughs> at a high level, it has to do with, with liquidity and, and um, yeah, yeah, just being able to uh, produce. Well, know. being able to produce, but also even just like uh, covering losses too, because if yeah. you do make big losses and you can't cover it, then the losses usually um, those will fall on the brokerage. If the if the individual investor can't cover it, so yeah, there was there was some of that going on, and that you know that's for sure. But there's also, you know, pretty strong speculation that it was not just that that they also kind of you know the uh, the big the big guys on Wall Street might right. There's talking been... to them too, and that and that wouldn't surprise me at all. People have said that there's a conspiracy behind it. I, I'm willing to believe it, but I also think it's, in my opinion, it's sufficient to say, you know, you have millions and millions of little, like, microtransactions on one stock. I, I could believe it could be, you know, problematic for, yeah. for the firm to try to handle that. You know, and like Bitcoin, they, they charge you, like, um, what do they charge you? Like, it's called, like, a gasoline fee or something. When you make transactions, there's, like, little fees sometimes uh, just to keep the, just to like a small bit of the Bitcoin or I'm not sure if it's Bitcoin or, or Ethereum, but a small bit of the, the transaction has to go to actually like fund making it work or something like that. <laughs> so it's basically like a transaction fee, but it's explained in a horrible way. So I feel yeah. like, <laughs> I feel like just the mechanics of trying to, you know, arbitrage all of these, you know, trades I mean, it's going to be expensive if, if you have so oh, many yeah. people investing, like, you know, whatever underpinning and underwriting has to go into like making those like valid trades. It's got to be extensive for, for a platform that doesn't charge a fee anyways. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. That, but but yeah, to your point, I mean, Robinhood is there to sell your data. They're um, they're a Facebook of stock investing. Uh, they're not there to make you rich or to like you know treasure assets for retirement. They're, they're just there to to, to um, give you a way to buy things and then uh, sell all of your um, actions, you know, your research, yes. what you look at, what you invest in, what you read about, and they're just there to sell that to to hedge funds to then um, bet against you. So I, I'm pretty sure if 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 it came down to it, and hedge funds are like, oh. Um, you know, everyone knows that you're buying game stock. That's not, that's not, I don't know, data really, but I don't know, maybe it is. So I, I think, I think, yeah, it could be, it could be true that, that their customers could be people who short GameStop themselves. So yeah. 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 That, that could be part of it. They could be leveraged. You know, you're not a customer if you use Robinhood, you're the product. So if the real customer oh. doesn't like, your actions uh, maybe there is some some influence there yeah <laughs> yeah and that's not unique to Robinhood. that's there's lots of apps that are True. made and they come out and they you know come out under the guise of offering some service or anything i mean even something you know even you know just social network platforms like you know instagram or you know facebook and stuff like that ultimately you know google they're they're collecting a lot of data on you and yeah. they're using that to you know advertise or provide find you know find other things that you would also be interested in like you know that that's ultimately what all apps and websites and companies are doing now yeah you know they they're they're offering something that you that you want that you think is the main thing but what they're really focusing on is the data yeah and it's super the the other thing is for in, in their favor i mean it's super speculative to buy it and and it, they're i think they're being too altruistic when they say we're trying to protect you by by blocking you from trading this stock um that's too altruistic but i yeah in some ways it's it's true i mean not true but like i you could have sec problems like you could have regulation problems with like you know some of the things it is market manipulation and it's not like i'm not blaming anyone i think that hedge funds manipulate the market every day yeah. <laughs> i think that the people on reddit are just doing what hedge funds have always done so they just found a way to decentralize it it's more power to them and hopefully yeah. like i said best case scenario it's so many small positions that it adds up and it raises the price but no one has too much exposure like i'm just worried that people will take up too much exposure and get fucked in the asshole. So that's that's probably yeah. my concern. Like it's fine to have a bunch of like for me, like five shares of AMC, that's not a much exposure for me. If it dries up the stock, it pisses off someone, fine. Like, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, if if someone I've seen I've seen screenshots on Reddit of people who have like um forty thousand to like a hundred thousand invested in GameStop. And at that point I think, you know, that's a lot of exposure to to you know to put yourself in <laughs> oh yeah no there's people that have gone in they've they're like there was like a life post i saw on the yeah wall street bets for some redditor post and they're just like you know what i just went in i just put eight thousand dollars into it and i was like that's probably more than you should have put it probably a lot that's more probably more put in. but hey man i mean yeah if, if you're doing it not you know, not expecting to make profit and just doing it for 
your own reasons. Fine. I, I think lots of small positions would have been really smart because it would have been. I mean, it just would have been probably maybe that's too much market manipulation. But if they could make a Wall Street bets kind of a movement on a stock, but have everyone kind of coordinate not to spend a certain amount, it wouldn't yeah. pump it as high because you wouldn't have as many big people like pushing it up. But also, it wouldn't probably fall as fast because you know, so many small positions liquidate. Exactly. No, no. Yeah. It would just it would just kind of like it would hedge your investment, kind of like decentralizing. <laughs> It's really cool. Yeah. It's actually maybe a good idea for some kind of product or app to to just take a take it. That's kind of what Robinhood does with fractional shares. So you just do something like that. You make a ton of small investments across a huge population of people to to raise the price of something. It's like crowdfunding. It's like they're crowdfunding GameStop, but they're also hurting <laughs> GameStop because the company won't be able to get acquired with the valuation that is now so high. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like a nearly bankrupt company that needs to sell fast. Otherwise it's, it's going to be insolvent. Yeah. And people work there, you know, and it's not really helping them to have like overvalued stock that, that can't actually no. be delivered on. So no, it's not. I mean, I think that, yeah, I, I think that it's an interesting observation you make with the speculation you make with, Microsoft buying it. Actually, yeah, now that you say it, it I makes sense. It, but that, that makes total sense. Oh, They've basically me... been buying up, you know, everything at, that they can get their hands on. Game Studios. That, um, yeah, all the game studios. Let me throw and a wrinkle could, here. Yeah, if they could buy Back GameStop, in... that'd just be a direct way for them to dis- distribute their, the, you know, their content, it... their Xbox and all that. With storefronts, yeah, they could, and other things too, like like their laptops or you know Minecraft. But look, yeah. back in 2020, Microsoft with like under the 2020 of the COVID, the pandemic, under that um, sort of that I don't know what the word is backdrop, they just out of nowhere announced that they were closing all of their retail stores. So they used to have these Microsoft stores that are kind of like Apple stores. They just shut them all down like overnight, and it was really unceremonious and weird. And I always thought, why would they suddenly shut down all of these like stores? Like, even if they're unprofitable, it gets your brand out there and it helps you like sell products and stuff and educate customers. And Apple does it and it's wildly successful. And yeah. I keep thinking there, there must be a, another reason. And I feel like if they bought GameStop, that would kind of be the ultimate mea culpa where they can now sell Xboxes much better and it reduces the conflict where they would have two stores. And I think that would be a conflict for, um, for, uh, the who would do that would it be the fcc no it's not the fcc it's the who who does antitrust fec i'm not sure ftc uh, scc i don't know F- i i have no idea so i think it would one be of those an, one of those abbreviated yeah agencies. it would be an antitrust problem if they had i think two retail stores to sell electronics so i think also I think, just i think a you know a, just a even just it, I feel like that would be bad product practice anyway. Yeah, bad practice because they would already they'd be they'd be having to have two stores open and have to fight over the same customers. It's redundant, and if you think about a Microsoft store, it's just a it's just a it's just a it's just a GameStop that went to Harvard. Like that's what it is, and it just has a nicer interior design and like less products. While GameStop yeah. has a lot of physical product, if you just went into GameStop. Just liquidate as much of the inventory as possible because everything's going digital anyways, and just use all of those retail. It's you know those just use all those retail locations. Probably a small, like cut like a large percent, but just use all those retail locations yeah. which are already in like established areas, and just use them to sell Microsoft products and services. Like 
it would just be such a good fit, you know. It would put them way ahead, I feel, of uh, uh, like PlayStation and stuff if they just own the oh, medium. Yeah. Like it just creates so much advantage. Well, I want to say that um, I don't want to say this without uh, um, research. Research, but I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, they they had yeah. There was something going on. Yeah, there was a deal with. Yeah, it was it was Microsoft. Um, I wanted to make sure it wasn't Sony that did this, but I was pretty sure it was Microsoft. Microsoft in uh, late 2020, before right before the Xbox release, they agreed to give. GameStop a share of Xbox of the Xbox digital sales. So like if, you know, whatever if, you know, whatever the GameStop sells the consoles, they get they get some of the uh money that's made off of like the Microsoft store, the Xbox store when people buy games online and stuff like that. And everyone's kind of like surprised cuz it came out of nowhere, but you know, that's something that a lot of people made that spec, that same speculation that you did, where they're like, maybe, you know, Microsoft wants to, you know, it gives them a storefront yeah. and, you know, it gives them, a, like you said, an edge over Sony because Sony doesn't have any real physical storefronts to market their product and yeah. specifically that, that that's just for them. I mean, I would wonder who sells more like PlayStations, Best Buy or GameStop and I'm Maybe Best Buy, but GameStop probably sells a lot of them. And if that now becomes a Microsoft property, I just feel like they have, you know, not only can they profit off of their competitor, which is kind of the position you want to be in, where you win either way, and they also just get like kind of that leg up where they can, um, I don't know, they'll instantly know how many PlayStations are selling in, in one store versus how many Xboxes, and then they'll know how to sort of, I don't know, distribute their product to, uh, uh, compete more or uh, I you could get probably even you could probably maybe it would be an antitrust problem because because you could probably like I don't know you could do a lot of damage to PlayStation just on the fact that that you would own the <laughs> the story where you sell a lot of Playstations so yeah you could just order twice as many Xboxes and stuff yeah but it does it well, does even with that you know some you concern. Could, then you would still be making money off of like you said, you still be making money off of PlayStation sales. Yeah. Though. So even even when you lose a sale on Xbox, you still make some money on it. Yeah, I just think it, it would be kind of a concern if they if they own the store, they own like one of the flagship products in the store, and, and all those services. It yeah. does become a little bit of a of an antitrust thing where it's like, okay, you can just yeah. sell. You know, if you go to a Microsoft store, they only sold Xboxes because because it's a Microsoft store, but. Uh, I don't know. I still think it would be a genius idea. If I go into Xbox, half the store is just X. If I go, sorry, a GameStop, half the store is just Xbox stuff. So uh, it just seems like it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally does. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, like it's. I mean, like you said though, who knows? Who knows where that would be at right now with GameStop's overvaluation? Yeah, it and could happen. Either, and that, I don't know. That could yeah. either work out well for Microsoft. Maybe it just comes crashing to the ground and goes even lower than it was before, and Microsoft yeah. will just swoop in and take it. Or it stays really expensive, and they're they're not going to buy it. And then I it, think it'll and then they go bankrupt. No, yeah, it, it will probably make them bankrupt to have a valuation because they won't be able to to prove to investors and stuff that that they're like a real asset based on mm-hmm. their like performance. They just have like this crazy price that people can't actually buy in. 
or invest in, and then it'd just be uninvestable. It'd just be a speculation, and then it it just kind of will create problems where you can't do anything as like an acquisition, and they'll just kind of have to. I don't know <laughs> that stock. They can't use it to like that. That having all of that stock doesn't like make their company. They don't get that money just because you buy their stock for that much. It doesn't go to GameStop. No, it doesn't. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it, not at all. So I mean, they're bored, and they're um, they're probably their senior leadership who have stock based compensations are probably really happy with it. But yeah, uh, it doesn't really help anyone else. I don't. I don't. It doesn't help the guy behind the counter. No, I mean, yeah, it's 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 probably gonna go game bankrupt uh, between consoles. I would imagine. I don't know, especially at this rate. I don't know who would want to invest in in GameStop at this at this kind of like valuation which makes no sense yeah yeah it's more complicated for them probably than anything but yeah i maybe they'll enjoy it though their their executives at least will probably be able to make more off their options than ever yeah yeah well it's certainly interesting stuff yeah we're gonna revisit this this is still an ongoing story the oh, brokerage there's just lawsuits now to Robin Hood. There's, you know, yeah. I'm still invested in this thing uh, just yeah. for fun. <laughs> AMC. Uh, well, there's the whole thing with um, Robin Hood on, on Google, the Google Play Store as well. Yeah. Getting, uh, Robin Hood got review bombed, and then Google removed a bunch of reviews. It just, you know, there's, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bought five shares of AMC and, they told me that I can't even see a free movie. And I was like, well, how many shares do you have to buy? <laughs> like, I thought it was, you know, <laughs> like a, one of those punch cards, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I had like five tickets for that price, but no, they, they didn't give me nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> buy free popcorn with those stock. No, yeah, I, I printed them out. I was like, I, I here you go. I'm My a part owner. Here they are. I'm turning them in now. I was like, hey, employee. <laughs> Look, what the fuck is a stock? You work for me now. <laughs> There's going to be some changes around here. <laughs> just go and just reach your hand into the popcorn machine. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just like, you're, like who are you this is like the worst side of like the the meme stock thing is just people being so ridiculous about it just so ridiculous i think it's funny and it and it, and it it's kind of like uh, it's mischievous and um as long as it's a bunch of small positions it's it's fine but just some of the just complete like buffoonery is is, it's entertaining but it it can be a little bit like too far i saw a like a a video of people driving to an amc and then like bowing down to it in the parking lot yeah i saw that that was so funny and i was like this is just gonna get out of hand it's really funny though yeah all right well on that note I think that we'll uh, see if you uh, if you want to check us out on our uh, subreddit and make one for us. Our Reddit is Wall Street Beats. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then, yeah, you can always check us out on our Facebook uh, at Let Me Finish, I think. And then Let Me Finish. 
<laughs> and then uh, oh, let me finish part. podcast. I have to say let that me podcast. we have a Facebook group called Let Me Finish Podcast. Yeah. Yes, and we have an Instagram. Let me finish podcast on Instagram. I don't know if that's yes. what it's really called though. <laughs> Let me finish pod. It's called Let Me Finish Pod. <laughs> Why? We're gonna get like all these other accounts that are like Let Me Finish or whatever. Such shit ton of balls because we don't know our own social media. <laughs> There's like a podcast about being like a teenage lesbian or something called Let Me Finish. <laughs> that actually explains our, our demographics pretty well. Maybe confused. They get confused. Just, yeah. We sound like teenage lesbians. We're the so. number one show for. And not teenage lesbians, but like uh, young adult lesbians or something. I don't know. too much yeah let me finish pod and let me finish podcast on facebook and yeah take us out thank you for listening that's all i'm doing the outro music <laughs> you do the piano. <laughs> <laughs>